lately I'm feeling emotions. I promise I'm not off that potion. To all of my friends, I've been ghosting. Love you, but I haven't chosen. Like, a lot of people thought I said a bad word what? for whatever reason. <laughs> what? What? They thought I said, uh, what did they thought I said? They thought I said, the, they thought I said, uh, S-H-I-T. <laughs> like, they thought I said word? potion. They, potion. Said, they thought I said I was, they're like, I'm not There's on that multiple BS. syllables in potion. <laughs> no, I was just like, okay, I don't know. Okay, cool. And I'm like, all right, y'all got it. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, like just even that course within itself is like you're acknowledging the fact of, you know, you've been feeling these type of feelings, but it's not because you've been basking yourself in alcohol and substances. It's the fact of you're actually allowing yourself to feel Mm-hmm. what it is you're feeling and it's no hard feeling to the people that love you but you're literally having your elijah moment and folks used to clown her music and now she is part of the ratzilla freshman class of 2021 in this episode of testimony a musician story Puerto Rican rapper, singer-songwriter Jekka Soul shares her Christian testimony. Jekka Soul discusses the hard decision she made to leave relationships and her home church to follow God's calling on her life. She speaks candidly about losing her dear friend and fellow CHH artist, Prof Biz. Jekka also talks about praying for people on Instagram Live. Additionally, she breaks down Lolo, featuring Just Call Me DT, In Love, featuring Scooty Wop, Separation Anxiety, and Time For Real featuring Cam and Red Tips in the four-song breakdown. I am Gaelica Brown, and this is Sound Seekers Presents Testimony, a Musician's Story. I am Jacob Stowe, and this is my testimony. So let's start with your first music memory, whether it be a song, a video you heard, um, something, a performance my own personal music memory my first music memory Mm -hmm. um i think for the most part it was my first time performing or ministering at a youth conference at my home church um initially like i had the biggest like fear of stage fright Mm -hmm. and me and my brother like i wouldn't perform without my brother Mm -hmm. so it was like he was the one who like would perform me whenever we went to like different events, but it was my first time going to um, this youth event, and I was like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna do some. So it was really really dope. It was actually back in 2012 where we went ahead and we did that. 2012, okay. Um, we'll we'll come back more to the music, but okay. Okay. Well, you had your your brother there, so. Where were you born and raised? So I'm born and raised in 305 Miami, Florida, Dade County. You feel me? <laughs> yes. I The women I talk to seem to be so turned up for where they're from. Like, Portia all about East Side. Um, Aaron Knight's all about Atlanta. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone else, all the guys are just from, yeah, I'm from Miami. 
you know like miles and mark stevens it's bay area all day but yeah exactly than, i was like other than that everyone else is just like yeah i'm from here <laughs> nah it's it's a sense of a pride for me because i'm just like you know one everybody's always talking about going to vacation in miami whenever they're trying to go somewhere me personally it's just where i've i've always known my whole life so it's just more so like i'm just proud i'm proud of my city granted we they don't make the best choices sometimes, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still, I'm still proud to be a native. And did you grow up in a two-parent household? So I did not. I was actually, what is it? My parents split or divorced when I was about twelve. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, it was I was just in two different households. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So, so initially you did grow up in a two parent household then? Initially I did. And then at the age of 12, kind of just diverted in just single parent household. And you mentioned your brother. Do you have any other siblings? So I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, cause you're, you know, pretty, you were old enough and cognitive to kind of understand what was happening. So how did the divorce like affect your life or your lifestyle at that time? Uh, at least for me, it was really hard. Cause it was like, I felt that with everything going on, like I had to be the, the rock mm. for everybody, you know, from a mom, for my siblings, like they were a lot younger than I was. So, I mean, for the most part, they didn't really know too much or mm-hmm. understand too much. Um, so it was just more so like I just took on a burden that I should have never taken on at a very early age. And I basically kind of just allowed that to basically push me to force myself to grow up. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I was I was never your average like teenager or a young adult for the most reasons I was always thinking about my future, how I want to manage my money, you know, what goals I have set for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was very different, but at the same time, it's cause like I would see what my mom was doing and I'm just like, yeah, it's like, I need to start thinking about this now. And it's like, like I said, at least for me, I get around younger or just within the same age. And it's like, their situation isn't my situation and they're just like why are you thinking so deep like relax like enjoy life this then the third I was like what are you talking about (laughs) but that's more or less more or less that's how it kind of just affected was like I felt like I had to basically force myself to grow up so that I could help take care of everybody and was it a Christian household so it was a divided household so my mom um basically when when I was born she was a converted Christian and then my dad was born and well not born but he was raised as a Catholic okay and um for the most part it was like growing up it was more so just we didn't infuse too much of religion it was just more so we'd go to church on Easter and Mother's Day, and that's about it. Okay, um, yeah. So that was basically more or less. Uh, we went to a, what is it? We never more so went to uh, 
Catholic churches, but it was more so like we went to like non-denominational. Um, but for the most part, like there were just different things that I did learn as far as like when it came to like Catholicism from my dad and stuff. So when did it like connect for you? When did you personally, personally feel a connection towards Christ? So believe it or not, it was in the midst of everything going on with my dad leaving me feeling like it was my fault. And then me trying to bargain with God, basically. Like, okay. I'll do this if you do that. Yeah. And um, it was more so at, I think I was in my freshman year of college where I just, I just felt lost. And I remember putting something on Facebook where I was like, I just feel lost. Mm-hmm. And I had one of the girls from my church, my youth group kind of just reached out to me and she was like, you know, what's wrong? You need somebody to talk to. Mind you, I've known her all my life, but we never really spoke like that. Mm. And she came and invited me to like services. And then eventually she invited me to the youth conference that we had. Um, And at that very moment, I was like, God, I was like, I just, I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to feel less than like I if if you are real (laughs) you'll take this feeling away yeah and give me peace and most definitely that's exactly what it did granted I did have my doubts afterwards where I was just like maybe it's too good to be true but it came more with the discipline where it was like after I had that encounter I literally saw I was like I need this you know, I need a, I need my community. I need to be involved. I need to read. I need to learn because that's what's making me feel connected to you. And that's what I want. That's what I need because mm-hmm. I feel a way where I've never felt in a very long time. And, you know, little by little, like certain, certain habits I started breaking and um, me and my dad actually have a really great relationship now. And even with my like my stepmom because both my parents got remarried too Mm. um so it was like it was it was most definitely uh not the easiest transition but at the same time it was more so like that's how I was able to know that God was really evident in my life because it was like I couldn't explain I was like you know I'm not even mad anymore I just I just want peace in my life and Whatever it is you want me to do, God, I'm going to do it. And that's it. Well, ask and you shall receive. You ask for peace and you got it. So what was it, do you think, about that um, experience at the youth conference that that made you, you know, kind of surrender there? At least for me, it was more so... I just, I literally just had a moment with God. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be an angry child. I don't want to feel like I'm putting blame on everybody else and making everybody else carry like a burden. Um, And I was like, I just, I just want to feel love. I just want to feel appreciated. I just want to feel like, like I have somebody with me no matter what. Mm -hmm. And God is an omnipresent God. So it was just like, it was just different. Like the conversations we started having after like 
me and God, it was just different. The respect I started having for him was just different. Yeah. Um, certain conversations I would engage in and certain topics of conversation where I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to waste my time because there's people here that don't understand that. They don't want to open up to that. So let me just walk away. But I knew that God had something for me. And I was just like, God, I just, I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. That's, that's all I want just to continue to move forward with you. And so this is your freshman year of college. And my freshman year of college. <laughs> how was the journey like the rest of, you know, <laughs> your years there? It was hard because granted, um, I had my community, but a lot of the, the youth that was in the church were a lot younger than I was. Mm-hmm. So the my friends that I had in school were either um you know, they they believed in God, but it wasn't they were they were not sorting after him. Mm. So it was just, you know, it was just different. So it was like going getting invited to parties, saying no to them. Yeah. Um, you know, going out with my friends and they're like, Oh, like we're gonna go do this and do that and I'm just like, No, nah, I'm good and just having to deal with like, bro, like you're young, like live you only live once, this that and the third, like enjoy oh, no. it. I'm just like, yo, <laughs> I'm like, I'm good, I'm straight. This and the third, because at least for me, like this is just me personally. When I was a lot younger and I was in high school, there was such an excitement about breaking the rules. It was like the rush. It was like the thrill. It's like okay, like if I want to go out and go to a party with my friends and you know uh, not say anything and you know sneak out or whatever. Like it was just the thrill of it. Yeah, and. It's like, as I got older, I was like, bro, that's, that's not even cool. Like, there are kids dying every day because they don't tell their parents where they are mm-hmm. or they're in places where they shouldn't be. And it just that. And then on top of that, it's just like, there are people who can control their alcohol and there are people who cannot. And they take it to that extra step and mix it with other things. And it's just like putting yourself in that situation where it's like people don't look out for you. People will let you um, basically pass out to your unconscious and leave you there. Yeah. Never happened to me. Yeah. But I hear stories and I'm just like, I don't want that. Yeah. And um, like I said, never making anybody feel bad about their decisions, but it's just more so like, that's you, but this is me. And the same way I'm going to respect you, I need you to respect me. Yeah. And, um, that's basically what it was. So it was, it was a lot of that. So like just a lot of my friends, like on my case, oh, you never want to come out with us. You never want to do this. You always want to be in church. You always want to do this. You always want to do that. I said, bro, why don't you come by the church one day? Like come to the event or whatever. And never wanted to go. So I was like, I mean, if you want to see while I'm always here, like yeah. just pull up. Yeah. But you know, that was, that was basically um, mainly what it was. And then just, learning how to be myself and not making people feel uncomfortable without mm. diminishing my morals and my values. Cause you know, you got some people that's like, yo bro, you, you're just too highly spiritual for me. I need you to like step away. This, that, and the third, like we don't need that energy. And I'm just like, bro, like, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life, but you most definitely going to feel how I live my life. Yeah. So it was basically coming to copes with that, that if 
I made some people feel uncomfortable. It wasn't for me to get down and make them comfortable. It was like, it is what it is. And um, if you like it, cool. And if you don't, like, it's cool too. Like, I'm not going to force myself on you, but this is who I am. So it was just a lot of that, (laughs) basically. I mean, that's definitely challenging. Not only are you in college, in a college setting where everyone's trying to wild out and just have a good time, but you're also, did you go to school in Miami? So uh, I started off at Miami Dade College once I graduated high school. Um, from from Miami Dade College, I ended up transitioning to FIU. And uh, FIU is actually where I had my real like college experience. I lived on campus. I got involved. Um, I won't lie. I, I did make some very bad decisions while I was in school, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it was just more so like understanding afterwards was like because I felt like I was missing out on something. Yeah. And moving forward, it was just like it was super challenging because when I didn't have no friends when I started FIU, like all my friends kind of graduated FIU already um, for the most part. So when I got there, it was like I was in a brand new environment. Um, like. Like I said, I had no friends. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get involved. I became a um, a mentor for the incoming students. Okay. So whether they were transfer, whether they were freshmen, like that's what I did. But I was with a team of people. Like it was 40 of us, okay. all different ages. I was the eldest one in the group. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, everybody else was like in their early, like, 17, 18. Oh, wow. So they're still teens. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, like, what? And I'm here, I think at that time I was 23 or 24. I'm 28 now. Okay. Um, yeah, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like when I was there, it was just like listening to how they think, listening to like where their minds are. And I'm just like, you guys are okay I was like you're for a very rude awakening if you think this is what life is about but again like I said it was it was different so when I got there it was like um I didn't know where to fit in they had a talent show and I was like you know what I'm gonna sign up for the talent show and um I signed up for the talent show I went I performed and I remember getting a text from my brother and he was like um because all I ever performed that were churches Mm. And this was my first time, like, putting myself in a crowd that they're they're not all Christians. They're not all, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, like, they can literally boo me right yeah. now. <laughs> um, but I was like, I'm going to go do my thing. And I did it. And he was like, you know, it's like, at the end of the day, remember who you do it for. Like, you may not get the applause, is that the third, but remember who you do it for. And I was like, okay. This is before I got the job as a mentor. I ended up meeting my group. And as an icebreaker, we spent like seven hours in a circle. Oh, wow. Like, That's talking. Nice <laughs> Bro, it's because we had to say like our name, bring a cinnamon item, and then explain why it was, why it mattered so much to us. Okay. So some people got real deep. Yeah. <laughs> and um, basically, like moving forward, it was just more so like I went and I was like, hey, my name's um, Jekka, this is Anna Third, you know this is what I do. This is my sentimental item. And I also like, I put out a project 
at the last, like at the ending of last year. Um, you know, check it out. Do whenever you can. Yeah. And it only took one girl to listen to get 39 other people to listen. Okay. And granted, this is like before I transitioned to the music I do now, this is when it was very much up front in your face, like God, Jesus, and every other word, <laughs> um, every other line, like just, I was, I was a super was on fire. at that point. Yeah, yeah. I was on fire. So <laughs> they listened to it and I'm just like, yo, the song that was their favorite was the song that it was no denying that I was talking about God, mm -hmm. like none of that. And that was their favorite song. Like they sing it all the time. Okay. And um, I was like, okay, God, like, okay, I see what you're doing. And they became like my biggest supporters at school. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was like, damn, like I'm naturally myself. I'm not coming down to their level in the sense of where it's like, I feel like I got to belittle myself, but I am meeting them where they're at, but not putting myself down from what I believe and what I stand for. Yeah. And they rock with it. And I was like, I wish I would have had this mentality when I started college. Um, but you know, moving forward, it was it was most definitely a challenge. But when I got to FIU, it was most definitely different. Um, I made some friends, some of those friends that I still talk to today, um, and they're very still much supportive of my music. Um, like one of them hit me up the other day. It's like I was on Apple Music and you popped up out of nowhere, and I'm like, yo, that's dope. And um, you know, just like they know, like, hey, bro, like, Jekka, she love God, man. That's it. Like, that's all it is. Like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta come correct when you talk to her. Like, that's it. And even with other people that they don't know how to approach me, I didn't even have to speak for myself anymore. It was like, they speak for me, like, yo, Jekka don't play that. Just, <laughs> just, just fair warning, she don't play that. So come correct. And then it was just, it was just different. I never had that, you yeah. know? at least in a setting that wasn't at church. Yeah. That's so. so it's um it's also interesting cuz there seems to be like a connection well not seems to be I think it's pretty clear where there are certain times in our life where people might get stripped from it like you said your friends left your college and then you and then you end up going to a new school and it's a totally new setting but that's where you really were able to mature and develop and gain people who t understood you and were more like-minded and I know other people I've talked to have had similar phases and I've definitely have had a phase like that where it's almost like literally just strips you of everything and everyone and it's just you and him and then he starts bringing people into the fold oh, that's, that's exactly how I felt because I was like I didn't know nobody like yeah. everybody that's my friend here is like at most, maybe like five years younger than I am. Mm -hmm. At most, maybe like six. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, dang. But it was also like a different sign of respect they had for me too. Because I was like, look, I was like, I know what it feels like to work a, a full-time job and go to school. Yeah. So, and then pay bills. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if any of y'all know what that feel like. <laughs> but I know what it feel like. So... You know, and it did make me more aware to kind of how to approach people who are younger than I am, because just like nines out of ten, we come into the fold of thinking like, oh my God, how am I going to approach them? Because their minds may not be as mature. 
how am I going to speak to them? And then they're also thinking too, like, dang, how am I going to speak to this person? Cause they're going to think I don't know so much, mm-hmm. but we was really able to learn from each other. And I thought that was really dope. And even now, like it helps me with my job now, like majority of my coworkers, if they're not older than me, a lot of the younger staff, like they're still shocked every time I tell them how old I am. Like, yeah. oh my God. I'm like, yeah, you know, Lord. we had a, we had a, an agreement as I get older, keeps me looking younger and that's it. That's just what it is. And we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> I guess we got that same agreement with you then because <laughs> everyone's shocked when I say my age. So <laughs> was it? I was like, I'm about to ask. I don't know if you want to tell me though. Okay, go ahead. I am, I'm exactly a decade older than you. No. I am. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. Nope. I don't believe it. Yeah. Uh-uh. Something about that melanin. <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, all I know is that the same agreement you got with God, I got it too. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually. No, you look good. Life. Yeah. Thank Real you. good. Thank you. But yeah, I didn't actually get my left crest till I was 30. So all the mistakes you said you made, I did all the way through my 20s. So. Even when I gave my life, I yeah, was still, still making mistakes. It's not like I'm <laughs> making no mistakes now. Definitely, let's not. Yeah. I got <laughs> baptized and everything. And I'm like, oh God, I'm sorry. Just fresh <laughs> out of the water. I'm like, sorry. But <laughs> like I said, like that's that's just me. Like I try to let people know um because at the end of the day people people have this this uh fictitious thing in their mind where it's like once you accept god that that's it you're not supposed to mm-hmm. trip up you're not supposed to be you know easily tempted anything yeah. like that i was like bro where i was like jesus was the holiest man ever and the devil still try to tempt him yeah. no it only gets harder i feel like there's like more that's thrown at you as soon as you're like, all right, Lord, I'll give my life to you. <laughs> it's like everything gets thrown at you. You're like, ah. Bruh, everything. You got all your bad habits, your friends, <laughs> the exes that pop up, all these things that yes. you're just like, away from, get behind me, Satan. Yes. <laughs> Go behind me. <laughs> but um, that's facts, though, because it's just like, like I said, people have this thing. And one of the things that pushed me through school was more so like, and even now, just, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I just have a different remedy of how I deal with certain things. Yeah. And I'm not judging or belittling anybody how they deal with their stuff. But it's like, when you're ready to try something different, call me. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll pray. We'll fast. We'll do what we got to do. Yeah. Um. Granted, like, that's, that's even for me sometimes, too. Like, I tend to fall in a place where like if I need some help or whatever like I just be not trying to bother nobody but very much grateful for the people like the small circle of people that God has placed in my life where they keep me on my toes and Mm -hmm. it's like hey bro like how's your how's your spiritual life how's your prayer life like what can I do to help you I'm like bro I never had no friends like that okay (laughs) I was that friend yeah yeah (laughs) so that's God to be in a space now Mm -hmm. exactly so it's just like i heard a sermon the other day where it was like when um what is it like jesus naturally draws out people Mm -hmm. so it's like when you got god living inside of you and you're showing it you're reflecting it people are naturally going to be drawn to you Mm -hmm. why because they're drawn to him yeah 
And it took me a minute, and I was just like, dang, bro, like, that's the truth. But it's just having that discernment to be like, this from God, this ain't from God. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I still struggle with that, too, because I just be like, God, is this really you? Yeah. Am I tripping? You know, like, just let me know. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it, but <laughs> let me know. And it's just having those real moments where it's just like you're able to really analyze, like, okay, God, like, I need you. And I heard a similar sermon where it was like our main purpose in life. God doesn't expect us to do anything for him. Mm-hmm. He don't need it. And that was my thing. I was like, I, I got to do this for God. And this and there's like, I don't need you to do anything <laughs> but to be with him. Yeah. That is it. And I'm just like, all right, I just got to do better at that. The same way I make time to be with my friends, I need to make time to be with God. And it doesn't always have to look the same because that's another thing people are like oh do you how much do you pray how much do you fast how much do you and it's like everybody has their different aspects of how they spend time with god yeah um but at the same time it's just like you'll know because you'll see it by the fruits you know so it's just yeah. like yeah you don't got to tell me what you do you don't got to tell me this then the third but i'll see god when i see it yeah, I mean, he talks to us all differently. Um, our relationships are different with him. Um, I don't, fasting is not for me. I, I love food. I <laughs> I like to eat. <laughs> so, He's like, God, I'm sorry. I'll give you everything else. <laughs> fasting is where I struggle. So, like, I mean, but there's... I exactly, see? So it's not everybody's way of spending time with him is going to be different. And that is perfectly fine. (laughs) So the university that you work at, is that the university you graduated from? Oh, no. University I work at is, um, I live in Orlando now. Okay. Um, So Orlando's about four hours away from Miami. Okay. So when I graduated, I basically kind of just went on a hunt looking for a job, but my family had moved up here. Oh, okay. Um, so that's why I came up this way, but I was still looking for work. I actually got several positions offered to me at my previous institution that I graduated from, but if you ever look at the cost of living in Miami, sis, it ain't it. I've done. I'm <laughs> I am it sure ain't I am. it. So <laughs> I was like, I already went through the phase of having roommates. I already went through the phase of sharing my bathroom. I was like, I'm over it. I'm good. But everywhere that was actually able for me to afford with the money I was making, it it was like super far. Yeah. Like hella far. And I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, uh, no. So I basically, this, this job alone, like, I really got this job stepping out on faith, to be honest. And the reason why I say that is because I had two job offers from my previous institution. And then with this job offer, I didn't even have an offer. I had an interview. Oh. After my interview, it was like, we'll let you know. We'll give you a call. And I'm like, I never heard anything. And I'm like, I'm getting calls from this other person. Like, God, let me know. Like, what do you want from me? And literally, I prayed about it, and I was like, I fasted too. I was like, I was like, God. I was like, I just, I just need you to talk to me. Yeah. Do you want me here, or do you want me to go back over there? 
And I was like, whatever you want, I'll do it. And for some reason, I just felt strongly where it was like, I want you to stay here. Mind you, I didn't have no offer here. But he's like, I want you to stay here. Okay. And I'm like, but God, I was like, there ain't no money in front of my face here. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, like the bag is not in front of my face right now. <laughs> and literally what came to mind was like, how long have you been without employment where your bills have still been paid for? And I'm like, all right, God, you win. Yeah. We'll go. Um, granted, the people that went ahead and pulled the strings for me to try to get the job weren't too happy at first. Mm, yeah. But I was like, you know, this is what I feel in yeah. my heart that this is what I'm supposed to do. Literally, maybe like two weeks later, I get a call from UCF like, hey, sorry about the delay. It was the hiring process. This, that, and the third. It was on a freeze and we had to wait for it. Um, we want you to start this day. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, God. What else? What else we got? Can I, can I play the lotto? Let me know the winning numbers. <laughs> what number should I play? <laughs> Let me know, God. I was like, well, you know, I give you, I give you the 10% and more. Okay, 10% and more. But um, I went there and crazy enough is literally half of my staff. I can't make this up. Half of my staff are active, firm Christian believers. Okay. And they are so supportive of what I do in my ministry. Mm. Like, they're always asking me when I got new music coming out, when I got new videos coming out, when I got another concert coming. Like, they're always asking me about that stuff. And then, like, with people, I don't share with people, like, what I do outside of work. Mm -hmm. Um. But my bosses would be like, do you know that, you know, she does this, she does that, she does this. And I was like, I just put my head down. I'm like, yeah, I do that. And they're like, bro, like, tell them, like, tell them what you do. And I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I was like, this is kind of like soliciting, ain't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm advertising myself at another. It's, and then they just start laughing. They're like, we don't care about that. Like, this is what you do. He's like, everybody's got a side hustle here. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So, right. you know, so I, I think that's pretty cool because I've never had that in my work atmosphere. It was, either, it was always either me and one other person or just me. Yeah. And to be in an environment where it's like I can actively, we can have these conversations and it's not awkward. I'm just like, yo, God, this is dope. It's not all the money in the world, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. but it, it is grooming me in a way where I'm like, what's next? I mean, that is dope because not too many people, not too many, the majority of people can't go to work and talk about God. So. <laughs> My last job, this one was like, and then I had a job where I worked for Jewish people. So it was just like, we had very different point of views and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, granted, I was still respectful, but at the same time, it was just like different. Yeah. Like, I remember telling them about my music, and they're just like, okay, like, you know, congrats, but never actually wanting to listen. Yeah. On my interview, I told my boss that I wrote music. He's like, yeah, okay. He looked, he looked me up himself. I was like, how did you find me? <laughs> and um, he looked it up, and he, like, found my, my uh, music, and this was before I put any of my newer stuff out. And he was like, I listen to your stuff. You're pretty good. 
you and I'm just like, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Like, thank you. I Like I said, it was a different feeling. Yeah. So. That's, that's dope, man. Well, congrats on having a, a job like that and being in an atmosphere like that. It's definitely God. All right. So um, I did see recently that you did lose someone near and dear to you. Um, I what I'm not familiar with him at all. So would you mind just sharing, um, just sharing about that in your relationship and the effect? So I'm a part of a collective called the Hilltop Society. Okay. Um. And basically, uh, we're basically just founded upon the Bible verse in Matthew says we are a light upon a hill. And um, basically from there, it's just it was actually two years ago. We went to um, Atlanta. This is my first time ever going to Atlanta. And this is a crazy story in itself because it I'm telling you, it was my I was on some crazy faith. I was put it just like that. Um, it was me, Biz, uh, just call me DT, A. Lewis, Illish. Um, like we all, all kind of just like came together. Um, this was before we went to Atlanta. I remember performing at this um, event in Miami before I moved okay. up here. We were friends on social media, but we've never personally met each other. One day, uh, he texts me. He was like, yo, we're going to perform up there in Orlando. This then the third. It'd be really dope if you came out. And I'm just like, you know what? It's like, that'd be really dope, but I didn't have a way to get there. So I was like, hey, I don't have a way to get there. But, you know, if I find a way, like, I'll get there. He's like, yo, send me the address, and, like, we'll all just pick you up. So it was him, BT, and A. Lewis. And I'm like, okay, bet. Give him the address. After I give him the address, I'm like, God, I don't even know these people. <laughs> I just gave them my address <laughs> and um you know whatever like they came to the house they picked me up and it was literally like I've known them for my whole life mm. like it it was just God I was just like it didn't feel unfamiliar it just was like this is a new face yeah. that is all yeah but um we went to the event it was super dope a few months later um yeah because the event was in August and then we went to Atlanta in October. Okay. And they were like, yo, we're going to go to this event that they're having called A3C that Rapzilla's hosting. Granted, I'm very new to the CHH scene at the time. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it is to be, you know, quote unquote, like, this is the way, this is the trend. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know who was who. Like, to me, everybody's just people. Yeah. And that we love God. That's it. Um. So we were all talking about it. I was like, you know what? God, I prayed about it. I was like, God, I want to go on this trip. But I know if I tell my mom, she's going to tell me no. So I was like, God, I'm going to do something. But I was like, only if you don't give me no conviction in my heart about it. Yeah. I literally left to Georgia with these people that I just met. <laughs> and once my mom found out where I was, I was already in Georgia. Yeah. And we went. We fellowship, we talk, we network, and we all just came together and we're like, yo, like, we all have the same vision, the same dream. We are still our own individual artists, but all we do is put our resources together 
to push each other. Mm. And Biz was literally like, that man was really like a really big part of the foundation. He's who held us accountable, you know, and for him, it was never say try, always do. Mm. We would say, oh, I'm going to try. He's like, bro, what? Mm -mm." Like, I don't know that word. It's I'm going to do. And like, he kept us accountable. It was like, whether it was deadlines, whether it's, you know, making sure that we were following whatever it is that we said we were going to do. He was the type of person, you know, like when your friends like, oh, let's get together. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. He'd be like, set a date. <laughs> That's it. Just set a date. And I'm just like, what? And he was just. Oh. And all honesty, he was just super, super genuine soul. Um, my brother, super caring, loved God. Like this man, like if, if God could have like let me got closer to anybody I'm so happy that he allowed me to get as close as I did to him because I also feel like he was one of the closest like things or people more or less because people are not things he was one of the closest people um that I was able to have in my life that it really felt like this is how God loves us Mm -hmm. you know we would be able to have disagreements we'd be able to not see eye to eye but it never left with anger animosity it was always love yeah like that whole correcting your brother in love was business love language okay and um it was just sudden and i literally just it, it caught all of us by surprise for the most part um you know he's got two daughters a wife mm. um and all really biz ever wanted to do was just to love on people. Like he didn't care about status. He didn't care about, you know, who you made songs with. And then the third, it was just like, yo, we are part of the body. Yeah. And that's just what it is. We're going to keep pushing forward the kingdom. And he always had this thing where, granted, I'm the only female in my collective. So my brothers are very supportive. Um, when it comes to like pushing me just as a woman in general, woman of color, and then also like a woman in the space. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, they have this thing where they'll be like, yo, Jackie, you are a star. And I'm just like, together we are all a constellation. Mm-hmm. That's just how I see it. Like I'm not a star by myself. Um, granted, like everybody's light may shine brighter than others, but at the end of the day, like this is how I feel. Like, we are a constellation together and biz was most definitely one of our brightest stars Mm. i'll tell you that for free he was most definitely one of our brightest stars and i don't think he knew the impact he really had on people like being able to see everybody talk about him and just the little conversations they were able to have with him i was like yo we were spoiled like we got to go on vacation with this man we got to you know, talk to him, pick his brain, like call him whenever we want to. You feel me? Like people can text you and stuff like that, but it's like not everybody has access to you. But with Biz, Biz, it was like, yo, like you need prayer, you need this. Like he was really a servant, like really a servant. Like he paid attention to detail. He paid attention to the small things and like, like I said, he, he was really our brightest star. But I know for the most part, like he would want us to continue to push. 
yeah. you know, not stop on his watch, but even more like push because at the end of the day, just because he's no longer physically with us, it's like, doesn't mean he's not with us at all. You know, in the moments where we feel the lowest, it's like thinking about it, it's like, you know, it's not only what would God do, it's like, what would Ben say right now? Yeah. How, how, would, how would he approach the situation? And that's honestly what's been keeping me going through it. I won't lie to you. Last week was a very tough week. We made it public to everybody this weekend, but we found out they happened. And um, like going to work the next day, like I, my job, the way it's set up is like, there's certain days within the year, like the months of the year that I can't take off. Okay. Um, And that was one of those weeks. And I'm just like, I woke up the next morning. I'm like, God, I don't want to go to work. I just want to stay here and just mourn my friend. Yeah. But at the same time, like I heard him in my head, like, I'm still here. Do what you got to do. Like, I'm still here. Do what you got to do. Yeah. And I went to work, pressed through work. And then this weekend when it became real for everybody to know about it was it was a lot of mixed emotions. Um, the memorials this this week, so I'll be taking a trip uh, to Miami just to go ahead and pay my respects to him, his family. So, I mean, for the most part, it was different for me because I've never lost. Well, I haven't lost someone this close to me in a very long time. Yeah. And then the fact of it being like had nothing to do with gang violence it had nothing to do with drugs it had nothing to do with car accidents or like you know freak accidents basically um but at the same time it was just like he was just okay you know like it just really made me realize like you gotta really tell the people you love you care about every day like hey bro i love you I appreciate you um, because that's one thing I, I said to myself, I feel like I didn't do enough. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, it's like, if anything, it was a wake up call, like check up on your people, you know, check up on the people that God puts on your heart, even if they don't check up on you. Yeah. And that type of person biz was, it was like, even though probably not as much as half the people he checked on probably checked up on him. It was like, if God put you on his heart, what he was going to do. Man was a very obedient man. Yeah. Like, bruh. I was like, how do you do it? And he was like, man, it's simple. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> but he just has so much wisdom. And he wasn't afraid. And whenever he did share his wisdom, he didn't belittle you. Like, he didn't make you feel less than. So that's why I said, I was like, that's that real definition of correcting somebody in love. Because... It's like, dang, you know what? You're right. And it's not even that you're mad anymore. You're just like, thank you, God, for this revelation. Wow. Um, well, he definitely had a profound impact on you. I mean, that was beautiful, the way that you described him. He directed Lolo. That's the crazy oh, part. He did? Yeah, he, um, he was the assistant director on Lolo. And crazy enough, when I met Biz, he was just learning how to film, mm. learning how to edit, learning how to do these things. And 
we were able to do that. Like he was helping direct, put us in our spots, this, then the third. So I'm happy that I at least have that where I can have it forever. Um, but this man was a man of many talents. Like he would record himself. He would film hit not only himself, but other people and then teach himself how to edit. Um, he was very big on like rollouts, like mm -hmm. being prepared with content. Like he just, bro, this man was literally just so knowledgeable. And that's all he wanted to do was share the wealth of his knowledge with people. Yeah. So, and anybody in the industry would tell you, it's not really like that. Somehow, some way you do get your certain gems where you got people in the mainstream and then you got people within CHH just like, yo, let me help you. Like, mm -hmm. let me give you some game. And then you got other people that's like, nah, bro, the same way I figured it out, figure it out. Yeah. So. It's sad though, because it seems like those who give the most, they usually seem the ones seem to be the ones who get taken away early. Yeah. That's why I was like, bro, what? I like that didn't make no sense to me. Huh. <sighs> but at the same time, I was like, the only peace I had in my heart was like I know where he is. Yeah. Like, and I told God that I was like, only reason why I'm not yelling at you right now is because I know where he is. Only thing I'm gonna tell you is thank you for letting me borrow him. Because mm -hmm. I forget that he's he's not like we're not here forever. Mm-hmm. So that was basically it. And, you know, like this weekend, it'll be nice to see everybody. Mind you, we haven't seen all of us together in a group since March. Okay. So it was heavy, you know, with COVID and yeah. all that stuff going on, girl. Like I said, my city don't make the best decisions, <laughs> but I still love them, though. <laughs> um, their COVID cases be through the roof. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm like I respect them you know they want to stay down there and I want to stay up here you know I'm like it's cool like I'll go to Atlanta come back I will not go to Florida <laughs> yeah I don't know how to act out there <laughs> but so I mean it you also um are involved in other people's lives and are impactful in their lives as well and even on IG, you'd be praying for people. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Like, where did that even come about? Like, who prays for people on IG? I thought IG was, it was more about showing off To stuff. show what you got. Yeah, show what you got. <laughs> Hashtag big God flex. Exactly. Um, no. Honestly, it started when I moved up here, where it was like, I didn't have a community I didn't have a church anymore. Like it was, it, I just felt out of place. Mm. And I was like, God, I wanna, mm -hmm. I still wanna be connected to people who wanna be connected to you. Um, And it was literally mm -hmm. like one, like I started going on IG and I was like, you know what? It's like today, you know, we gonna read the Bible. I got a Bible verse, we could talk about it. Um, Then afterwards I was like, I'm gonna pray. And it started off where it was like, I did it every day. Okay. every single day and I was like yo this is dope I have people come on there that like I would have never guessed to come on there um like I have some of my some of my friends that at the time like they were just they're atheists okay and they were just like yo like they would sit there for the prayer 
ask for the prayer. And, you know, I'm just like, yo, it's like, I'm not going to judge you, but I know God is doing something. Yeah. And um, that's just the way I looked at it. I was like, you know what? It's like, I'm going to just be obedient. I'm going to be that vessel. But I'm not going to lie. I did it actively for maybe like a whole month. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it no more. And why is that? I felt burnt out. Oh, yeah. I was doing it Monday through Sunday. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was doing Monday through Sunday. Out. Yeah. I was like, God, I can't do this. And it's like, when I wouldn't show up, people would DM me. Mm. So no live prayer today. This is mm. the third. And I would go down to visit, like, my friends, my family. Um, and at the time, like, um, you know, like, just somebody that I was talking to as well. So it was just like, I just had all these different things going on. And I was like, God, I don't have time for this. And eventually, you know, like I just stopped doing it. And when I stopped doing it, like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just focus on me. I'm focus on the ministry. And you know, people need prayer. They gotta pray for themselves. That's it. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Period. And <laughs> that was me. I was like, I'm done. Like, don't come to me. I am not Jesus. Like, don't come to me. But um, literally, like almost not even a not even a whole year later like I just felt it heavily on my heart where I was like yo God I feel like you want me to bring these prayers back but I was like I'm gonna be honest I can't do it every day yeah no I cannot nobody can so I was (laughs) I was like let's pick a day let's pick something where we could be consistent because that's one of the things that you hear in music where it's just like you don't got to be doing everything all the time but be consistent Consistent, yeah and I'm like, okay. So I was like, pick certain days. Before, I think I had it on, like, Wednesdays and Fridays. And then I was like, dang, bro. I was like, that's literally the middle of the week and the end of the week. I was like, I feel like I don't got no time still. Whatever. And I was like, God, we're going to figure something out. So I was like, you know what? I was like, for me, the toughest times of my week is always the beginning mm-hmm. and the ending. Um. Because it's just like you get to the end and you're like, thank God. But then it's just like you, I am one of those people that's like, oh, two days, two days. And then I got to go work for five. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so and then there are people that they work on the weekend. Yeah. I was one of those people who worked on the weekend. So I'm like, let me not be selfish and think about it just because my work week is over on Friday that other people don't got the starting of their work week on the weekend. Yeah. And um, I was like, this is what we're going to do. We'll keep it consistent Mondays and Fridays at this time. And then starting it back up, like I even asked, I was like, hey, guys, if I were to bring the live prayers back, how would you feel? And it was like the poll where, but it was like out the roof. Like, yo, like bring it back. Okay. And like I said, like even moving forward, like this month, we made an entire year that we've been consistent with doing these prayers every Monday, every Friday. And granted, there are some times, like, there are some weeks where I don't do it because I be having a lot going on. Yeah. But it's the fact of, like, being able to still be consistent even throughout the month itself. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, even if I think I did a I did a live prayer, I think, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then when the whole thing with biz happened, I haven't done one yet. Yeah. Um, it's just, like I said, there's been a lot of different things. Yeah. Um. So for me, but like a lot of the people now, they they don't hassle me. They just be like, you know what, Jekyll, like 
we're here. Mm-hmm. We're praying for you. And I let people know, hey, this is tough. I work a job too. Yeah. I come home. I'm tired. You know, and then I got to come on here. But I stopped looking at it in that sense of like, it's a burden. Yeah. I started looking at it in the lens of like, we're sowing a seed together. And there are some people that have been consistent with me for the whole year, which I think is dope. And then you got some people that are just coming in for the first time, whether they're following me for the first time. And, hey, I didn't know that you did this. And I'm just like, yo, like, I just want to. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, music is cool. Mm hmm. But I do want to let you guys know, like, God is the reason why I'm here. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I don't have it all together. This is my way to be transparent. Like, yo, the pictures I post, the things, and they, they look great. Nah. I'll go on my live and be like, today was a really crappy day. Yeah. But I had to push through it. Coming on there, it makes me happy because, it's like, it's so much encouragement. Like, coming on the actual live itself it's like no one's looking at each other like oh i don't know you it's like hey what's up man what's up this then the third they'll drop their request and it's like yo i got you bro i'm gonna pray for you some people remember other people's retention and they're like yo like i pray for this how's this going i'm like yo that's these people have never met each other yes but it's a community and i'm just like god like this is what i wanted a community where it's all positive and even if people don't actively look at it like, yo, I call myself a Christian, it's just more so like people come in there with the respect of, yo, respect to everybody, sending up prayers, this, that, and the third. And it means a lot because you can get some wild people to come in there and they be turning up, talk about some crazy stuff. But <laughs> at least for me, I just felt like it was something on my spirit where it was like, God was like, I need you to start doing this again. This is not for you. This is for others. But while you're doing for others, I'm also working in you. All right. Oh, yes. That's a word. And, bro, listen, I've listened to all these different words on my (laughs) notes. And the only person I always think about whenever I think about things like this is is Joseph. Mm. Joseph was in jail. Yeah. (laughs) Joseph had the dream where he felt like he was going to be up here and he was all the way down here and in prison he stopped focusing on his own dream to help interpret others dreams Mm -hmm. and through all those different things God was able to work in his heart in a different way where when it was time for him to get to that level he realized it wasn't about him at all. Yeah. And that's just how I look at my life where I'm just like, granted, there are moments where I'm not thinking in the most spiritual aspect of things. I'm like, I'm an emotional human being. Yes. You know, I'm like, God, this is not fair. If anything, <laughs> I think this is, you know, bull. But at the same time, like, I, I get it. Just give me the patience. Give me the ability to if I don't understand what's going on, give me the patience so that when it is time for me to understand, I can understand. Because mm-hmm. granted, if God was to show us all the blueprint of our life that he has for us, nine out of ten, we probably all just leave. Yeah. What, you for want sure. me to do what? For huh. sure. <laughs> me? <laughs> what? <laughs> me? 
<laughs> um, I didn't graduate with this. I didn't do this. I didn't never work this. Like, how do yeah. you want me to do that? And it's like, it's got to be in seasons. And, and that's initially what I just told God. I'm like, granted, my job, I love it. You know, in the, in the sense of where I get to help people and speak to others. Because it's, it's, in a sense, like still being a mentor, like when I was in school just in a different way because I help people with their finances now. Okay. Um, but I look at it in the sense of like, it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, eventually I want to get out of my nine to five, be able to enjoy trips when I want to go and not have to ask for the days off and yes. put, put in the timesheet and all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, but I was like, I'll take it. Whatever it is you're trying to teach me right now. Like, I'm going to just take it. Just let me be receptive mm-hmm. and um, and stuff like that. And then moving forward, I'm just like, God, I know at the end of the day, I was like, where my heart is as eventually I want to do something with the youth. I don't know what it is, but I know it's going to be something because that's where my life changed. Yeah. That is initially where my life changed for me. Um, Not saying it got easier. Mm-hmm. but it changed and I'm just like just help me and when I look back I'm like he placed me in a room where I was with a lot of younger students at my age but being able to still have the respect but still be able to level with them mm-hmm. understand them and communicate so now that I'm at my job where I'm talking to all different type of age groups I'm able to do that effectively yeah and then the same thing with a youth group. You're going to have kids from 12 to dang near, what is it? But usually, at least for my church, the way it was set up is if you're not married, you're technically considered youth because you're a young adult. Yeah. So it's like, if you're not married and you're like 25, like I was and stuff like that, it's like, you're going to have to figure out how to speak in a language that everybody can kind of understand. Yeah. And I was like, I know that's not an easy trait. To possess it's something you got to be taught mm-hmm. and that's what i'm that's what i was getting taught yeah i didn't see it that way but i was just like you know what like i'm gonna just take it for what it is and now when i'm in my job i'm like god i don't know what's next but just you know let, let me know when it's time to leave because i will leave we'll let <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> we'll let you know. i was like let me know because uh you know like i said i love my job but at the same time it's like I want to get paid more, Lord. <laughs> I want to get paid more. But that's just because I have different goals set for myself. But yeah. that's basically just what it is. So, like, with the live prayer, it was just more so I just felt like that was on my spirit. And I was like, I got to be obedient to this because it's not for me. It is for whoever is tuning in, whether it's for the first time, uh, later on, after they go back and watch it. And then even if people hit me up or they don't, like, my affirmation is God, I did what you told me to do. Yeah. Not that I get to have X amount of people join, X amount of people uh, comment on the video, X amount of people share. Like, I don't care about that. If anything, it's like, can we pray for each other? Can we intercede for one another? The Bible says we got to build each other up. Mm-hmm. Confess our sins to one another. Like this, this is how we edify each other. Yeah. Not, you know, not only just with the talents that God's given us. That's just a tool. Yes. But like I said, it, like, I don't know. 
Like it just and my my best friends always mess with me too. He'd be like, he's always calling me a pastor, and I'm like, bro, you gotta chill, <laughs> relax. I was like, that's a lot of a, it's a lot of a responsibility. Yes. But um, he was like, just look at your life. You know, he's like, everything you've ever had to endure. He's like, it's a lot of responsibility for one person that sometimes you didn't even have to take on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. But you know, he was like whatever God want to do. So he's got me into the mindset where I'm like, you know what? That's what God wants. I accept the drip. All of it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it seems like you were built this way. Even when you were a kid, you were taking on responsibility and the responsibilities of your parents splitting up and you feeling like you need to step up with your younger siblings. So I think that's just in you. And yeah, you may not technically be a pastor, but you are ministering to people. Exactly. You got to change the way that, you know, people perceive pastors because now it's like you got to be on a pulpit to go and be doing God's work. And it's like, nah, bro, you can have a conversation with somebody. Exactly. Tell them about, you know, the, the the man that went ahead, the God that changed your life. Yeah. And, you know, that's it. I don't never push my beliefs on the people be like, no, you should you should do this and you should do that. I'll literally just sit there, listen and be like, look, for me this is what happened with me. That is it. Yeah. This mm-hmm. should be. <laughs> so how would you say God's presence looks like in your life personally, outside of the music, just personally? So for one, aside from being able to put me in the atmosphere that I'm in at work, mm-hmm. granted my, my biggest thing when I, when I worked my first full-time job, I was working for some, they were amazing people. But it was hard because it was like there was such a there was such a juggle of beliefs, you know, whether it was um, you were a Christian, whether it was you were. Um, what is it like? Obviously, like Jewish, like they believe in Jesus, but it's just like this is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got those people that is just like they don't believe in anything. And then you got the people that is like, OK, but how do you know? Like the skeptical people yeah. is like, but how do you really know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, how do you know that you want to be with this person forever, but you guys have never done X, Y, Z? Like, how mm-hmm. do you really know that? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and just like stuff like that. So aside from that, um, you know, being in that atmosphere was like, I don't have to feel insecure about, you know, speaking, hey, bro, I just listened to this fire sermon. And telling my coworker about it, they're like, yo, send it to me. Like, I want to hear it. Yeah. And, um, you know, them asking me, hey, bro, like, you know, what you got going on? Like, I'm able to be like, oh, I went to this youth conference. They're like, oh, like, how was it? And genuinely want to know how it was. Yeah. Um. So aside from that, and then just, like I said, I don't make a lot of money. I don't. But my bills are always paid for. It. Mm-hmm. And even then some, like I got, you know, people that just randomly bless me, um, you know, people who reach out to me, like, you know, how can I go ahead and sew into what is it you're doing? And it's just like, you know, not even with music, it's just like, I just see what you're doing. How can I help? Whether it's with a prayer, mm-hmm. whether it's monetary, um, you know, whether it's just calling in, like, how are you today? Because you'd be surprised. Not a lot of people do that. No, but <laughs> I get don't it talk though. On the phone these days, <laughs> Every, everything is a 
voice message, yeah. Instagram, or I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. Um, you know, but I can't even I can't even lie. I am doing like I'm actively working on getting better at that. Yeah. Because I am one of those people that's like I'll let weeks, months go by and it's like I'll probably be thinking about somebody and I'm let it go to the back of my mind because I'm like I'll get to it later. And now I'm just at a point where especially with what happened with biz, I'm like, yo, whoever it is, I don't care what time it is, how random it may seem, I'm just do it. Um, Cause at the end of the day, it's like you never know what that person's going through, and you may be somebody's answered prayer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's it, and you know, like aside from like the whole music aspect, it's just like the people he's a bit of he's been able to place me around. You know, I can be myself. Mm-hmm. So, and then on top of that, it's like me being able to get to work every day like i'll tell you today i saw like three accidents going to work today and i'm like god thank you like i live in atlanta so three accidents is is nothing that's that's just like morning that's the morning in one part of town that's crazy (laughs) no me i was like yo what is going on this morning like and i'm just like okay god like i thank you because at the end of the day i could get frustrated because i I don't got real rage, but I hate people that lollygag. It's like, bro, I need you to move. <laughs> move. Like, beep, beep, move. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not those aggressive, like, honk my horn type of person. If anything, yeah. I'm, I'm getting at you in my mind in the car. Just like, oh, God, you're so lucky I met the Lord. Very lucky. You're better than me. I, I can be in mid-prayer. And somebody needs something <laughs> stupid, and I'm just like ah, honking the horn. No, <laughs> I can't. Like, My biggest like, fear is like getting somebody on like the wrong side, yeah, yeah. and they snap with just hearing that horn honk. No, nah. that's just me though. <laughs> no, I mean there was a whole movie that Russell Crowe did, like, Unhinged. Yes, yep. that, I was like, oh, maybe I need to listen. <laughs> I was like, God, because my aunt was like, yo, you need to watch this. I'm like, first of all, my road rage is not like that. <laughs> I'm like, if anything, I am yelling at you in my car. I'm calling you an idiot and all the other things possible. And you'll see my hand moving like, ooh. Like, are you dumb? That's literally yes. my favorite thing. Are you dumb? <laughs> but I don't honk my horn because I'm just like, I'm always afraid that, you know, there's going to be somebody that, that can't attest to that. Yeah. And even when people be honking their horn at me, I'm like, oh, you're going to wait. Oh, yeah, you're going to wait now. You you want to go? Go around me. Yeah. Go around me, and I'm going to move slow on purpose. Yeah. Nah, I honk my horn if there's a car coming towards me. Oh, of course. Yes. Hello, yeah. I am here. <laughs> exactly. I do that when I'm, when I'm coming into, like, parking lots, when I'm leaving parking lots, <laughs> and coming into those weird intersections. But highway wise, I'm just like, listen, I love Florida, but people can't drive out here, man. People can't drive in, in Georgia or at least in Atlanta. <sighs> people cannot drive out here. I'm just like, what is wrong with you, Floridians? <laughs> but um, you know, for the most part, I like I said, I'm very thankful, like, to be able to get to work and even just have a job, even during the pandemic. Yeah. 
you know. So I was I'm like, God, you're very much evident because I got this job right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was able to get another car right before the pandemic. And I'm just like, before I wasn't able to do anything. Yeah. But just apply for jobs and feel like I went to school for nothing. Like really beating myself up. <laughs> and um like he's just like, yo, I'm like, I'm here. Like I provide for you. Like your bills are paid for. You know, you may not have the money that you want to go out all the time, mm-hmm. but your bills are paid for. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that that's a big blessing. Everybody's mm-hmm. fixated on uh I want to go out. I want to do this. I need to get out. And I'm like, okay, but are your bills paid? You can go out, have fun, but are your priorities taken care of? And a lot of people don't think that way. It's like, oh, I'll just pay for it later. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's, that's the way that I feel like I can basically see him that he's very evident in my life. And then just even with decisions that I got to make on a daily basis where it's like, it can be the most smallest thing. And I'm just like, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Like, just stuff like that. And I'm just like, dang, bro, it's something small. Like, very innocent. It's just like, you still feel bad that you got the conviction. You're like, yeah. There's some times where I'd be like, God, I wish I didn't have this conviction. But at the same time, like, my mom always tells me that if you get to a place in your life where you ain't got no conviction, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's for real. Like you in trouble because at that point it's like God is is really not near you or you're not even that he's not near you you are not near him because mm-hmm. he can't get next to all that so okay. and then making those decisions you know whether to cut off certain relationships certain habits um stuff like that. So this is like you look at it in a different aspect where it's like, God, like, how can I have a healthier life, me and you? Okay. And let's talk about your music start. How did you even get started into doing music? So funny story is I actually have a cousin. His name is Kevin. Um, uh, essentially, like his artist name is Spliff, Rob Spliffin. Um, so essentially it was when we were growing up he would always be outside with his friends and they'd be outside freestyling just bar for bar all that stuff out there freestyling and i was like you know this is pretty cool like i want to try this can you hear me okay i just want to make sure so i was like i was like i want to try this um you know for the most part like this seems pretty cool. Like I see that all the guys are getting into it. And I realized like, for me, all I knew how to do was write poetry and spoken word. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to put music and, and words together. Mm-hmm. Um, so my cousin would give me these exercises. He'd be like, cause he lived right, right around the corner from me. So every day I go to my grandma's house and he lived right in the back. So he'd be like, every day you come over, he's like, we're going to write at least four bars a day. Okay. We're gonna write and then you're gonna get to a point where you're just gonna write sixteens and we're just gonna put music and you're gonna write. Just write. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Basically, I know what I was signing myself up for, to be honest. (laughs) What? I was like, I don't even know what to say. And 
you know, eventually, like, it got to a point where, I don't lie, I started off rapping about things that I did not have. <laughs> I was, like, 12, <laughs> talking about I had an Escalade on <laughs> 22s and all these different things. And you I'm just, even like, drive. Can you even really reach the pedal? <laughs> I was just there. I was, like, you know, this is what I hear on the radio. And I'm just, like, you know cool like you know no, I'm, I'm gonna talk about how everybody cool me in the hood you know because like I grew up a lot of like around a lot of guys so it was just like they all protected me like as the little sister so granted I wasn't allowed to go out I wasn't allowed to go to the park none of that stuff my mom would not play that okay I get home from school and I gotta stay in my little in-house yeah. <laughs> um going outside I was not allowed to leave the gate like that's how it was and um you know, uh, as I got older, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm gonna start, you know, showing that a lot. And I would make little songs. Like, I don't know if you remember, but there was a song called like, this is why I'm hot. Like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. So I'm like, I made a, a little quick freestyle. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if you remember back then when you had like a 30 second ringtones that you yeah, play. Yes. <laughs> so, anybody who's watching this, if you don't know that, okay, it's all right. Um, <laughs> for the most part, I would take that to school and I would write the verses and mm-hmm. I'll be like, you know, um, I'll be like, you know, start off with the flow. And then after that, play the chorus right after. And everyone's like, oh, and I was just like, yo, that's, that's what's up. And as I got older, I was like, look, I was like, I feel like in a way, like I'm pretending, hella pretending. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't have jewelry. I don't have a lot of money. I've only got a job. <laughs> like, I just go to school. Yeah. Um. So I was just like, you know, I want to start talking about something that's real. I want to start talking about stuff where people can identify themselves when I say my stories. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I ever wrote about was uh, about the situation of my parents divorcing. Mm-hmm. Granted, I never recorded the actual song. But I'll never forget, it was the first song I ever written. Um, and it was the I Got Five on it. Okay. Classic. You feel me? Yes. Classic. I'm from the West Coast, so that is classic for me. So <laughs> I was like, you know, I just heard the beat. I was like, okay, I'm like this is hard. You know, I was like, let's see what I can do. I write. And literally everybody that I met, I would always perform that song. They're like, yo, like this is some... Like, I felt that, like, I could feel it. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, da, da, da. like, you know, you should record it and, and, you know, put it out there. I'm like, nah. I was like, this is just a song I'll perform live. Like, I'll never record this because I don't want to keep it. Yeah. You know, because I didn't, I didn't say the best things about my dad, but at the same time, it was just like how I felt. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, it was like, after we did that, I was like, God, like, I want to talk about something that's real. And then when I had my encounter and I felt like this is, you know, I I had the realest conversation with God. I was like, what type of music do you want me to do? Because I'm good at both. Like, not to my own horn here, but like, I'm pretty good at both. I can rap, you know, as a mainstream without cussing. Yeah. And, and, you know, still talk about something. But at the same time, like, I'm flexing about things that I don't have. Yeah. And... I was like, at the same time, I was like, I've had an encounter with you where I feel like I'm changing from the inside out. 
and I want to find a way to express that, but I don't want pe people to box me in where it's just like, this is all the type of music I'm ever going to make. Yeah. This is the only genre you're going to be in. Um, but I was like, whatever it is, you tell me, I'll do it. And I just heard back, like, I just want you to glorify me. That's it. Just keep me at the center. I'm like, all right, cool. So what I started doing was I started telling my story through my songs, my encounterments with God, my downfalls in the most transparent way possible. Where it was like, you guys may see me where it's like, I'll be jumping, I'll be praising, I'll be worshiping. But I wasn't made like this. Yeah. It was pushing through like continuously seeking God. And even now, as we're doing the whole, you know, letting you guys listen is like, even now. And moving forward, I was just like, I was really touched um, by an artist in the space. His name is KB. And um, I remember his testimony where he was like, what saved him was somebody's mixtape. Mm-hmm. And I told his testimony, hit. so you can look that up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> bruh, I literally was like, yo, what? And it just hit me where I was like, you know what, God? Like, the same way where you were able to use that person to bring him to you, and now he's doing all these different things, I was like, I don't even care so much to what it is that they end up becoming per mm -hmm. se. It is more so I want to be able to just to plant a seed where if they give you the opportunity, you can take them from mm -hmm. glory to glory. And I feel like at the end of the day, the only Bible that people are ever going to read is you. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not perfect. And it is just what it is. And I want people to understand that. But I was like, I don't know how to put that in a way where it's like, I don't got to talk about money and I don't got to talk about this because it's like, I feel like nobody will listen. Yeah. And, you know, moving forward, it was like, I think I had like three, three, four years before I actually get to put on my project. I had like a little mixtape thing where I would record the songs, put it on a little CD. And when I went to like churches, I would sell them for like three bucks. Mm. That's it. it had three songs a dollar per song i was like bro it's better than itunes you <laughs> feel me like <laughs> you pay like a dollar song and you get it like yeah. a little ringtone <laughs> but um you know it was it was really cool uh because i started doing the music with my brother we started off as a group mm. um so we started off as a group and it was just like he had this charisma where it was like he wasn't afraid of anything He'll step on the stage or he'll step on the altar. And it was like, he knew how to control a crowd. Like, it was a gift. I'm like, yo, I can't do that. And well, when I used to perform, I used to look down. <laughs> Don't mm -hmm. look at me. Yeah. Um, I felt nervous. I felt like I couldn't do it. And um, doing it with my brother for, I think it was like, yeah, the first, the first three years, um, it was really dope because we learned a lot from each other. We wrote uh, some songs together. And initially, like, eventually we went our own separate ways. Like, you know, he started doing his own thing. I kept doing my thing. 
Um, but I also understand that if we would have never had that, I would have never had the confidence I have right now. Yeah. So, you know, and then just a little baby boot camp and being able to be put into a place where I was able to meet different artists that we put our resources together. We put together a, a project that was four years in the making, but it happened in six months. And it was really awesome. I put together my first uh, concert slash album release party. Okay. And I had people show up that, from high school that I haven't spoken to in years. Mm, that's dope. Like, they saw it on Facebook. They're like, yo, we had to come support. And I'm like, that's love. What? I'm like, yo, I was like, I was not, okay, God, you got it. And I remember during that time, it was like the only support I really had aside from my parents and my brother and my sister were my, was my church home. Mm. Like everybody else, my friends, some of my family, they'd just be, they would tell me it was corny. They'd be like, oh, you know, they'll make jokes about it. Mm. And I'm just like, I was hurt. I was like, dang, bro. I was like, y'all, y'all don't treat, you know, my cousin like this. And you feel me? I was like, how come I get this treatment? It's because I'm talking about this and they're talking about that, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I realized I had to stop looking at it that way. And I thought back to that message um, where my brother would tell me, he'd be like, you know, at the end of the day, he's like, remember who you do it for? Because that's something we would always tell each other. Yeah. When in doubt, remember who you do it for. Mm-hmm. And um, moving forward, we put out that project. It was so much fun. I got to have my brother, my best friend, that it was her first time even recording in the studio, like, like ever. She was on the, the project with me. And then eventually that's when I went ahead, took a hiatus. Once I started FIU and I wanted to find like my sound, mm-hmm. I wanted to find what fit me. Um, so for the most part, took a hiatus, just did features, didn't really work on projects too much. And um, moving forward, it was a lot going on for me, transitioning from 2019 to 20. 20- Transition from 2019 to 2020. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> okay. Why Why was it a lot? I was graduating from school. Mm. I had no job. Okay. I had no place to live. Um, at the time, I was, you know, trying to start a life with someone that we were in much involved in each other's life for many, many years. And it just felt like everything was falling apart. Mm. You know, I felt like I wanted to be here, but God wanted me somewhere else. And whenever I would talk to somebody about it, they'd be like, no, just stay here. Yeah. And it was hard. And I'm just like, God, I don't know what to do here. Like, I want to make this person happy. I want to make this person happy. But, like, I want to make you happy. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. And that's what I had to decipher for myself. Like, what's going to make you happy because <laughs> um I wouldn't say I'm a people pleaser but I do love the fulfillment of being able to see that I brought joy to somebody yeah so what was there a relationship that you had to abandon or anything yep had abandoned at the time the love of my life Mm-hmm. I had to abandon my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like just never talk to them ever again, yeah. but it was more so like, hey guys, like I'm leaving. I don't know when I'll be back, but I'm leaving. 
mm-hmm. um, my church home. This is the only, this is the church where I got my first real encounter with God. They really pushed me. They really helped groom me. Mm-hmm. I was a youth leader at the time. Like it was just so many things that I'm like, yo. And then the, the community I was building for myself at FIU where granted, you know how you're not freely able to speak about your religion in school. Mm-hmm. I was able to go ahead and perform at different events within school, whether it was for um, Black Student Union, whether it was for um, like Greek life events, whether it was for like student government events, whatever it may be. And they always wanted the song that was, in my opinion, it was like the most Christian of the Christian. <laughs> like literally it's like, God, you are the love of my life. Okay. Like his, his name is God and he is in love with you. And that's, it's called the love of my life. And yeah. they loved the song. Okay. Like they loved it. And I'm like, okay, God, like there's no hiding. Like this yeah. is about you. Exactly. <laughs> this, this is about you. And it was like, whenever they had events, they knew what my catalog was. Granted, I didn't have separation anxiety. I didn't have in love. I didn't have Lolo. I didn't have anything I have now. Mm-hmm. Everything was all that project, which was super safe. I was okay. super on fire, okay? And they were like, yo, Jackie, we want you to perform at our events. I got to open up for Super Duper Kyle at my university. And they knew the type of catalog that I had. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, this makes no sense. Like, we're not allowed to talk about these things because it makes people uncomfortable but they're insisting that I go ahead and I share this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know what? I ain't going to be disobedient and we'll make <laughs> it happen. You feel me? Yes. Some people end up getting that seed sowed in them. That's all I care about. And um, we went ahead and did that. And it was like, granted, at that event, I had a brand new catalog nobody knew about. I performed separation anxiety for the very first time. I didn't know how people were going to react to it because everybody was so accustomed to seeing me in this light. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was a bunch of new faces. I didn't go to school there no more. I was an alumni at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So you feel me? Like it was just a lot of different emotions. And I'm just like, God, I don't know what you're doing here. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want to leave. I'm building a fan base here. They support me. They love me. They trying to put me on (laughs) like, what are we doing? And it was more so like, I understand now that it was more so he wanted to show me that my trust was starting to fall into what I was being given mm. instead of the giver. Got it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. We'll move. Super heartbreaking, okay? I was depressed for like the first three months. I I understand that. I've been there. I was depressed. I went on a family vacation. I went to, um, I'm uh, my background is I'm Puerto Rican. I went to Puerto Rico for the very first time for like two weeks. Okay. Um, And just went out there and I was like, God, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Like, what's up? I just graduated. I should be really happy. My yeah. heart's in a million pieces. I'm in a place where I don't got no friends, no resources, no job. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you want me to be happy right now. Yeah. Or, you know, 
be joyful, you know, because you're giving me another day of life. Like, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit uneasy right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, like just moving forward, it was like going through those different emotions, moving up here. I was able to focus on not only the relationship that I was building with God, but he showed me what it was that is like, it doesn't matter where you go. As long as you are obedient to where you feel that I'm taking you, I will always provide for you. Mm-hmm. My bills are paid. Um, you know, granted, like, like I said, I wasn't working at the time, um, but my bills were still paid for. And then I was able to learn how to record myself, mm. how to um, premix some of my stuff. So when I sent it to my engineers, it was less work for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm more so the person if I can learn everything and put on different hats, I'm for it. Yeah. You feel me? Um, but at the same time, like it was hard. Like my cousin was the one who showed me, he was like, Hey, I'm not gonna record you no more. You're gonna learn. This is this button, this is that button, you figure it out. Bro, it'd take me hours to finish one song. Mm, yeah. I'm like, bro, this is hard. And he comes in there, he's done in like like less than 30 minutes. I'm like, no. And he was like, bro, you gotta keep practicing. Yeah. He's like, I'm telling you, he's like, the more you do it, the faster you'll get. And what I would do is I would record different songs. Like before I even got to separation anxiety, I would record all these different tracks. And I'm just like, dang, bro. Like, I just feel like it's missing some. I would send it to my friends and they'd be like, yo, this is cool. But like, it's like super youth group. <laughs> like, like super, super youth group, like super churchy. I'm like, bro, that's the only crowd I know. Yeah. That's all I know. Like, I don't, like, whatever I put in front of them, they eat it up. That's yeah. it. Like, I don't know. And like I said, just having that moment, being able to go to A3C and being able to be around, like, the actual community. And I'm like, oh, this is what Christian hip-hop is? Ooh. I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't even know. I wasn't ready for this. Yeah. Like, everybody was turned, doing mosh pits. Like, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, um, I was like, and everybody's sober here? Just want to make sure, like everybody, <laughs> everybody sober here. Yes, I was like, these are things. Are the that, Lord. I was like, these are things I saw when I was in school. Yeah, that if I'm doing some stuff like this, it's because your girl ain't sober, <laughs> like at all. And I'm like here, like watching everybody. I'm like, yo, that's really dope. Mm-hmm. You know, and being able to see that, where it's like, yo, it's like if you're truly like moving in spirits, like, bro, that's all you need. Like, hey, God, turn me up. Yeah. That's it. But um moving forward it was just like like sending the songs over i remember going to a3c and i was like i had a song i was super proud of like yo it's like this is it this is gonna be the one da, 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 da. i showed it to some of my friends they're like yo it's a cool track <laughs> but they're like for this they're like it's not gonna cut it like and then we're just being honest with you they're like they're gonna tell you no and I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, I'm trying. Like, I'm working. I'm practicing. I'm doing this. And granted, like, not a lot of people knew what I was going through. Because I'm very good at just, like, pushing things to the side to, you know, put a good face moving yeah. forward. And, um, you know, once we ended up coming back, that was when I was in the process of trying to find my job. I was also in the process of, like, 
abandoning someone, but at the same time, not abandoning, leaving the door open a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. whenever you're ready, pop back in. I'm here. It was a lot. And then um, I remember, like, just one day on the bus, I was going home. And I just, like, sat there. And I remember just, like, asking God. I was like, God, I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah, I really don't. I was like, I feel like no matter what song I put out, somebody's always going to put it down. And I heard it in my head. Remember who you do it for. Mm. Came back and wrote separation anxiety because that's what's really how I was feeling. Okay. And it became one of my biggest songs. And then when COVID happened, it was like God made it happen for a reason because Everybody was experiencing that feeling, being separated from their loved ones, this, that, and the third. And I was just like, bro, I was like, if only you guys knew when I wrote this, I was going through hell. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew what I was going to do. And the fact is, like, people being able to be like, yo, like, this song speaks to me. Even people who are not believers. Yeah. And it's like, yo, do you have anything else? And then they'll go back to my old stuff and be like, yo, like, I didn't even know that you had this. Like, this is dope. And I don't even listen to music like this, but they'll play it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, God, keep doing your thing. That is a seed. That's how I look at streams. That's how I look at views. Is That's a seed that's sown into this amount of people's hearts that actively watch for even if it was 30 seconds. To say that is just so just dope and just evidence of God that you went from people down talking your songs or talking trash about your songs to being Rapzilla freshman of 2021. The only female freshman of 2021 too. Like that still blows my mind too because I think about it all the time. And I've had conversations with some of my sisters that were on the, the nomination too. I'm like, bro, I don't understand how we're not all here together. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like they always encourage me to like God knew. God knew and he did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. And it's all love. And I'm like, bro, it's like, I've never, I was like, I would have never imagined because at the end of the day, I don't have the most extensive catalog. I don't, but it is, proof that if you are faithful to what it is that God has called you to do he will make some of the things happen in your life that you're like yo I can't even take the credit for this I cannot and like I said like now just the, the support from people like bro I was getting clowned on Rapzilla like two years ago <laughs> mm, really okay on like the, the lives Oh, okay. the comment, bro, what? People love their little 10 seconds of fame. I tell you that. <laughs> um, they was clowning me. I was like, dang, bro. Like, I just felt so discouraged. And I remember, like, talking to OB and Chad in person that when I went out there to meet them, and they both encouraged me. They're like, you know, keep going. Like, you know, if you feel this is what God has called you to do, like, keep going. Like, if this is the direction that you want to move in understand that everybody's gonna like you Mm -hmm. everybody's gonna agree with you some people won't support you till you're popular Mm -hmm. it is the way it is and i'm like okay granted it was a hard pill for me to like Mm -hmm. swallow i'm like hey bro that's tough like that's kind of mean but 
it's life. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like it just it's different. Like I still am humbled for the fact of, you know, people being able to talk about how they enjoy the music and you know, when is there gonna be more coming and this, that and the third, because you know, back then it was more so like it wasn't like that. Yeah. So it is, I'm very humbled, even like now just being a freshman, granted for everybody it's like not nothing like oh my god whatever whatever for me is more so just um i'm also within my long journey that i got ahead of me yeah. you know it's not where i'm gonna stop no. but i am happy that i can be a voice an advocate not only just for like other women who either identify themselves with me whether it's because it's a woman of color whether it's the fact of um you know just being the only woman sometimes in the room full of dudes yeah whatever it may be um but also being able to let them know like hey bro you don't have to have a super extensive catalog you don't have to be in everybody's face like that it's stay faithful to what it is god has called you to do and trust that even though they're not saying anything you got people watching you yeah that is true and that's the truth. <laughs> for real okay I want to move forward to the four song breakdown um, where the artist raps or recites a verse and discusses what's going on between the lines of the song story. So for you, I chose Lolo with what just call me DT uh, in love with Scooty Wop, separation anxiety and time for all with Cam and Red Tips. If you wouldn't mind, I don't know if there's like maybe a bar that you love for from each one of those songs that you wouldn't mind delivering and, and discussing as to why you selected it. I think for the most part is at least the first song was Lolo, right? Yeah. Okay. So at least for me, I think my favorite part is, um, like feel good record where it was just like I'm really bragging on that I know God has called me to do some mm-hmm. and it was a different song for me but I would say like my favorite bar would probably be um my time is coming real soon so much drip don't need a way they call me typhoon like that bar within itself I was like yo who are you when I wrote it? <laughs> and um, I was like, I'm going to keep that. And as far as what, what my mindset was behind it was just like, everybody has this thing was like, yo, you up next. You up next. They got next. This then the third. And it's like, I'm looking at more so in the perspective of like, I know eventually my time is going to come when God has appointed it to be. Um. But as of right now, I feel like I am living in the in my time that I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. In the sense of present, I'm able to be transparent and let people know like I'm not perfect. But at the same time, it's just like um, there was a challenge that I did for Miles Minnick a long time ago. Okay. And it was to the DNA challenge. I actually won that challenge, which is crazy. Right and there was um, the song itself was... Um, he was talking about like um if you get close to the click you get a dose of drip right mm-hmm. and for that particular challenge i said um 
I was talking about like my brothers and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, like everybody's talking about drip. I got this, I got that. And I was like, bro, I got the drip of prosperity. Like <laughs> that's what I got all my life. So when I wrote that bar, that's why I said so much drip, don't need a wave. They call me Typhoon where it's like nowadays, everybody just want to ride the wave. And it's just like, I don't need that wave. Cause at the end of the day, it's just like, I got so much prosperity that God has instilled in me. And it's like, I'm my own wave. Right, right on. That is it. And I'm like, that's tough. For me, I was like, that's tough. I'm going to keep it. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> and then for so, In Love with Scooty Walk? Uh, let me see. I think for that one, then. Uh, okay. Probably the beginning. Where it's a. Uh, Playing games, no more trying to play it safe. Red loves like Medicaid, don't need to regulate. You are part of me, it's like an artery. I need your honesty. I hear you calling me. Like that first whole bar, I remember when I wrote it, I was like, yo, I don't know what's going to come after, but I'm keeping this. Like <laughs> as I'm recording it. Yeah. And um, at least for that part is specifically, it's just like, um, a lot of people tend to think like, oh, like I'm talking about, I'm trying to pull up on somebody. Like, hey, bro, like I'm tired of playing games with you. Let me know. Cause I'm ready. I'm here. Do you want me to? Like, I want you. Yeah. And I basically wrote it in that sense to be very universal. But in reality, what I'm talking about is just like, I'm really just talking to God, like, hey, God, like I'm done playing with you. Like, I'm not trying to play the games with you. Um, your love is like Medicaid. Like there's there's no cutoff that you're going to give me. Yeah. And that's literally like my favorite bar because like a lot of people like Medicaid, like no need to regulate. Like what does that even mean? It's like, you know, there's like, it's free. But at the same time, like when you have a regulation, it's like you're you're capped at a certain amount. Yeah. And it's like God's love is, is free. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, like I want this. Because you don't got no limits for how much love you have for me, even when I'm like not doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and it's just like letting him know like you're a part of me, just like an artery. So the veins that I got, like you're you're a part of me. You you run within me. And um at the same time, it's like, I need your honesty. Like God's always gonna be honest with me. But at the same time, it's just like in order for me to go ahead and be able to point out that he's being honest with me, it's like I have to be adhere that he's actually calling me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm just like, yo, it's like, I hear you calling me. Like, I want you and I also hear that you're calling me too. So mm -hmm. I know that the feeling is mutual. Um, then it's the actual pre-course where it says, tone it down, give me love and affection no matter what I've done, I'm part of his selection. Mm. It was a song I wrote a long time ago. I never recorded it. Okay. But I would always talk about how as an imperfect person chasing after a perfect God, it was like he still chose me out of everybody else. Out of all the stuff that he knows that I'm already going to do, he still chose me. And it's like if he still chose me, he could still choose you. And that's the type of love I want in my life where it's like a lot of people feel like, you know, you can only have that type of love 
with a significant other. Mm-hmm. You know, love is patient, love is kind, and doesn't keep no record of no wrong. And it's like that same mentality should be kept in the way that we have our relationship with God. Right. And that's just the point of view. Granted, the way we even did the video where it was like we wanted to, we did it purposely that way so it can be like a conversation started with like, oh, I thought like this and the third and then you start talking about it, like, damn, bro. Like, I think I've had a few people hit me up. They're like, yo, I watched the whole video. But literally as I'm watching it and I'm listening, you were talking about God this whole time. They're <laughs> like, you showed us one picture, but you was really talking about something else. And I'm like, because sometimes it's just like being able to meet everybody where they're at, but at the same time, not compromising my words. Mm-hmm. So. And then separation anxiety. I said, I'm going to take shots to the head till I'm gone. Switch to the remedy to get in my zone. Like, that was me kind of just touching on the base where when I was in school, or just not even when I was in school, and I just felt a certain way. It was like, I would go ahead. I wouldn't abuse alcohol, but I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to go, you know, get my mind off of things. And that's where I came in earlier where I said, I realized that just because I'm a just because I'm a Christian doesn't just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I don't still struggle with stuff of my past, yeah. you know, and how the world tells me I should deal with pain or deal with uneasiness and stuff like that. But it's also remember, reminding myself that switching up the remedy basically just means I have a different way of dealing with my problems. And that was the bar that stood out to me that for that first verse. And then the second verse was, what I do ain't for the culture is for the king. I want the crown. You just want the ring. Like that part right there. I was like, yo, when I wrote that too, I was like, huh? People don't know. Like it was late. <laughs> like <laughs> that, in, that entire like first and second verse, I wrote it freestyle. Like I just went in front of the mic and I was like, Holy spirit, we're going to do our thing. Mm-hmm. And that was, it. it was just punching in, keep going, keep going. And that point itself is just like you have everybody nowadays where it's like everything they say that they want to do is like, yo, I got to do this for the culture. Yeah. I got to do this for the culture. Yeah. This, that, and the third is like, bro, listen, the culture's not coming back. If anything, the culture is literally going back to what was back in style. It's coming now. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you got people where they dress vintage. It's like that's how they dress back then. It's coming to the present. So it's like what I do is for the what I do for the cultures for the king, like understand that even now when I when I'm talking to you, like I'm doing this because God put it in my heart and this is what I'm gonna do. Like I'm doing it for him, no matter what. And then my crown, I want the crown of eternal life. I want to be able to hear him say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Like, I want that. Yes. And then you got people that are just like, yo, man, I just like it was kind of more so just like um an analogy that people just want things so they can show you that they have them. Yeah. It's like, you see my championship ring, bro? Like, let me tell you how I had to go through hell and back to get this thing, like this, that, and the third. And it's just like, that's just where we, we got into. Like people want all these things for the, for the culture. And so that they can show it off and be like, Hey bro, look, look what I got. Oh, thank you God for giving me this. Not saying that there's anything wrong with giving, you know, God, praise Mm -hmm. for what's been given to you but at the same time it's just like also looking at from the perspective of is this really for god Mm -hmm. because we'll 
take some and it's like devil can bless you too now yes and be like oh this was god and that's what i feel like my life is always is literally just is even now it's like i still got to discern certain things that like, god is this from you is this not um but yeah separation anxiety as far as with that whole thing it was just like everybody in my ear telling me like i'm changing i'm doing this i'm doing that um and it was like bro like i just I gotta do my own thing. And even with the hook itself, it's I think this hook got me in trouble a lot too, which um lately I'm feeling emotions. I promise I'm not off that potion. To all of my friends, I've been ghosting. Love you, but I have been chosen. Like a lot of people thought I said a bad word what? for whatever reason. <laughs> what? What? They thought I said uh what did they thought I said? They thought I said the they thought I said uh S H I T. Like they thought I said word. Instead of uh, potion, they potion. said they thought I said I was. They're like, I'm not of that. Multiple BS. syllables in potion. <laughs> no, I was just like, okay, I don't know. Okay, cool. And I'm like, all right, y'all got it. And okay. you know, um, but yeah, like just even that course within itself is like you're acknowledging the fact of, you know, you've been feeling these type of. A, feelings but it's not because you've been basking yourself in alcohol and substances it's the fact of you're actually allowing yourself to feel mm-hmm. what it is you're feeling and it's no hard feeling to the people that love you but you're literally having your elijah moment mm. where it's like you gonna come with me <laughs> or you gonna stay here yeah. let me know because i'm leaving yeah and that's just what it was and I mean, for me, like I said, like that song's still one of my favorites because it was just, it was just, it was a very rough time. I was like, damn, bro, like I'm leaving everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. And then time for real with Cam and Red Tips. Uh, the opening verse, uh, the opening hook. Same ones who doubted me say that they're proud of me. Focus my hand on the wheel, like. It was one day I woke up and I was feeling the type of way and I was like, God, because, you know, I mentioned earlier, like not a lot of people will support you to live seems popular, you know, and I just started encountering some different, you know, stuff with people. And I'm just like, dang, bro, like not so long ago, you was having a whole different conversation to me. Like now it's congratulations. but That's cool. You know, thank you. Um, but it was just like, I woke up one morning and it was just like, keep in mind that it's like, at the end of the day, it's just like, God said, he's going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemy. He's going to bless you in front Mm -hmm. of your enemies. And it's just like, I just thought about that. I woke up. I was like the same ones who doubted you eventually would say to your face, like, yo, bro, I'm proud of you. Like, I knew you could do it. Yeah. It's that the third, but there's no hate towards you, but it's just more so recognizing like who was really there for me and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, even now it's like, I'm, I'm focused where it's like, my hand is literally just on the steering wheel. I'm focused on where I'm going. And that's just what it is. Okay. Wait, <clears throat> I'm sorry. My, my grandma's here. Hold on. Go ahead. What? I thought, what are you even doing up? It is way past your bedtime. Almost nine o'clock. Ooh. Girl, you you usually out by five PM. 
a snack. You want some cookies before you go to sleep? Okay. All right, girl. Listen, listen, let her, let, her, let her have her cookies, man. Almost done. Her name's Jekka. What? Je, je, what? Who? Uh, uh, who, who, who is you? <laughs> You, you, Jet, what is it, Jekka? Jekka Soul, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, Jekka Soul, I like that. You you must really got some soul up in you, Jekka. Yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, before I get my little cookies and go to sleep, you, you mind if I say a little prayer for you? I don't, listen, I'm always open. Go ahead. Go ahead, um, Grandma. You got, you got all the authority. Go ahead. All right, Lord, I, I just want to thank you for, for blessing this talented artist with, with not only bars, but, but baby hairs. Lord, her baby hairs make babies jealous. Lord, I, I pray that her songs continue to minister and, and entertain souls. Lord, that, that no matter what, even if she is in a tug of war, that she never asks, what did I ever do? That, that even when she is in hallways, that she gives you the, the time for real, Lord, because, because she is in love with you. Now, and that's, that's in love, not spelled I-N, but, but in, just, just the in. You know, these kids these days, they, they, <laughs> and they just like to make stuff up and acronyms like, like FR, Lord, I, I had to pray upon your name, Lord, to, to find out what FR meant, that, that it meant. For real. I, I guess these kids they ain't got time to spell out full words. Lord, I, I thought the pandemic would, would slow them down and, and give them the time, the time to just to write out full words and and and, and just just all this texting, Lord. They don't even talk on the phone. They want to text and, and video call and what, what's it called today? That FaceTime. I I just want a phone call, Lord. I don't want to look at you. I don't want to read nothing. I, I just want to talk, Lord. But but anyway, Lord, I, I pray that that even when she is feeling low, low and, and having separation anxiety, that she continue to shoot like she curry and be sweet with the swish, Lord. Lord, I, I pray these things, Lord, in, in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Thank you so much for that, Grandma. Ooh, I needed yeah, that in my life. It's it's Mother Brown. It's it's, it's nice to meet you, Miss Jack. Oh, Mother Brown. I'm so sorry, Mother Brown. Thank it's, you. It's 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 all good, young lady. I'm I'm gonna go get some cookies. Gonna take my little behind to sleep. You know, give me a little nap nap on in. But it was nice to meet you. I'm get my my grandbaby get Lika back back on the line. Okay. Okay, thank you, Mother Brown. Thank you. Yo, you're welcome. Gaylika, she ready for you. She all prayed up, and I pray you got my milk and cookies ready. All right. Thank you for, for entertaining my grandma. She <laughs> Listen, I like her. I love her. I don't even. Listen, that's all I needed. <laughs> trying to get cookies at nine o'clock at night. She my best friend, okay? And she she be eating whatever she want, but still one hundred and six years old. So mm. it on my... good though. I see, I see where you, I, I see it. You feel me? I see it. Just runs in the bloodlines, like 
it's just it's just it's just that mellowness. It's, it's literally just that favor, regardless. Like you yes. keep you young in the spirit and on the and on the exterior. So right on. Praises to the Lord. And um, one of my final questions to you is: How does God's presence look like in your life musically? We talked personally. What about musically? So first things first. Um, just one, when I went ahead and I put out, uh, like separation anxiety, just, just the way that it was able to touch people. Mm. Like it was able to touch people that weren't even only in the church mm-hmm. and just like in a different way where it was just like, I've seen him open up doors for me make connections for me that I'm just like, God, how Mm -hmm. in such a short amount of time, like, you know, just the relationships. And it's like, you know, a lot of people will look and be like, yo, how did you get here? Like, what do you have to do? This, that, and the third. And I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people. Hey, bro, what do you got to do to get here? This, that, and the third. Like, just tell me your ways. And, and all honesty is just like, just continue to be faithful to God and, and ask that he connects you to the right people within the right time. Um, but musically, it's just like, aside from the accolades of things with the Rapzilla Freshman and, you know, the amount of streams and stuff like that, it's really just being able to see the impact that, you know, whether it's people that I've met, people that I haven't met, but that they're just so willingly able to go ahead and want to support me no matter what it is. You know, whether it's jumping on live prayer and talking about my music and like, you know, uh, whenever I put like, hey, I got something dropping, it's like, no, it's like, they're just super supportive and it's like, it's different, you know? And it's not only just within CHH, it's, it's outside. And that's really like a really big thing for me too, because I'm not gonna lie. We're such a very small, you know, small, but very forceful space. Yeah. Um, But at, at times like you get stuck here mm-hmm. where it's just like, you start to feel like, yeah, hey, bro, like this, that, and the third, like this is it. And it's like, no, like, there are more people out there that need to hear the gospel that you carry too. And that's initially like, I feel like I know that's where God is taking me. Might not be in the way that I imagined it, Mm -hmm. but like just being able to one, you know, have the opportunity to perform in mainstream events, knowing that I'm a Christian who makes, you know, music that is, you're not, it's not going to be no ifs and buts that I'm, that God is in it. Yeah, is there? It's evident. Mm-hmm. But um, but like also like having those people that it's like yo, like I genuinely just want to help you. Like people that's like up there and they're like yo, like I just want to help you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but why? Like what? I, I don't even know. You don't even know me. Like yeah. this doesn't make any sense. And it's like, God, that's good. It's like don't worry. How this don't? I don't need to make sense. That's it. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to teach myself. Like, I don't need to make sense. Um, but that's more or less, I guess, how I would say it's very evident in my life is just seeing the connections and the family. Because aside from like being able to be connected to certain people, um, musically, it's like we've been able to create a family, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like we look out for each other, pray for each other. We keep each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And you know when we need help, it's like, hey, bro, like you need help. Is then the third? How can I help you? Whether it's feedback, criticism, whatever it may be, and it's just like, all right, dope, boom, and keep it moving. 
Like, people don't understand. I was so nervous to present separation anxiety to the world. I was so nervous. I'm sure. That video was dope, though. <sighs> I was even surprised, like, scared to present that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was scared of that. I was like, yo. Like, I got alcohol in this video. <laughs> I was like, it may be too real for some people. But I was like, God, that's what we need. We need yeah. more. I need to show people. And it's like, if I got to be an example, if I got to be the black sheep every now and then, because it's like, you know, whether, whatever, whatever it may be, it's just like, so be it. Like, yeah. I just want people to know that I'm not perfect. This is you. It's all you. And I just want to be happy where if in the event you ever told me to step down from music, that I'd be content in knowing that I still have you. And whatever we got going on, we keep it moving. Now, I'm not going to lie. That was a very hard thing for me to say to God. Because I'm like, oh, I don't know about all that. Like, oh, I don't do music. What am I going to do? <laughs> Let me know. But as far as musically, it's like he's he's allowed me to see, like, I, I don't even have to know these people. Yeah. It's like he's already spoken my name to somebody. And just within the timing, just makes it come to pass and that's initially how I'm able to see his glory. And I'm like, God, it had to be you because it wasn't me. It was definitely wasn't me. I remember the last time I said this was all me. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> right on. Okay. And now that you've completed the interview, who would you like to see me interview? Whose testimony would you like to hear? Hmm. Dang, I got a lot of friends. It's like, you already, I'm assuming you probably already did Portia. Yeah, she she about <laughs> the season. I just talked to her this past weekend. <laughs> uh, me too. She checked up on me and she had called me and stuff. Um, shout out to Portia, my sis, man. Um, dang. Hmm. Ooh, what I want? I'm trying to think. Out of all the people you haven't interviewed already, I would really like. Well, even though he doesn't really like classify himself as like a Christian, does it have to be a Christian artist? I mean, as long as they're not. No, his content is not like yeah. out there. It's <laughs> he just doesn't like putting himself in the box of Christian artists. That's cool. As long as he's not like booty, 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 booty everywhere. No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 dang, bro. What's hmm. one? I put me on game. Put I like learning about and discovering new artists because I feel old. So yeah, I feel that. I'd be feeling old too. I'd be like, who? Who and who? What? <laughs> who is this? I don't know who this person is. All right. So I got a few people. But if I had to choose one, probably be my, my brother Maid. So his Instagram is uh Made Music. So initially, like I met him almost a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And he does music, he does film, he does photography, he does engineering. Oh, he does everything. <laughs> he does everything. He's got a wife, he's got a daughter, like man loves God. Okay. Loves God and just like like I said, he doesn't he doesn't classify himself as a Christian hip hop artist, but he will classify himself as a Christian man who loves the Lord and will you know, bring glory to the music that he puts out. He doesn't go out of pocket with it. Mm-hmm. Um, very much transparent. He dropped a song that it was called um, 
Crossroads not too long ago. And basically like the video itself, I actually got to help him. Like I, I co-directed it. Like I got to film some stuff for him. It was pretty okay. cool. My first time behind the lens, you know? Nice. Um, but for the most part, like he talks about, um, you know, like how he had that moment with God, like his coming to Jesus moment where he's like, yo, God, I don't, I don't want to go back to that person I used mm-hmm. to be. Like, this is what I want. I want to chase you and I want to help those around me. And um, yeah, like, like I said, like he doesn't have a lot of music that's out there, but as far as what he's put out in recent time, like man just has a super great testimony. Um, He's been in a lot of different spaces where he worked with the mainstream artists that were, you know, that are out there that we listen to on the radio and stuff like that. He's got such a humble spirit, bro. And it's just like, I'm lucky to like know him. I'm lucky to have the bond that I have with him, his wife and his daughter. Like me personally, it's like I be I be telling him all the time, like, bro, you don't give yourself enough credit. Like you really don't. Yeah. But I understand it's because he's too busy like trying to lift up others. And I think that's beautiful because not a lot of people have that quality. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> and so. you do a great job at big upping and talking about other people. So <laughs> Listen, that's why I'm like, God, you got to surround me with people that we can do that for each other because yeah. if you just got somebody soaking up everything and they're not reciprocating. At that point, it's just like you're just having the life sucked out of you. So, you know, but that's that's most definitely one person. Like I said, I got a bunch of people in mind um, that they have a very much more extensive catalog. But it's like when I think about it, I'm just like that boy right there, because at the end of the day, he loves to be behind the scenes. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm telling you, it's like, given the opportunity, I'm gonna let people know about you, no matter what. Yeah. He hates it because he's like, yo, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just your brother. That's it. Like, I'm just your friend. I'm like, no, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. Come on now. Yeah. But you know, I think that's just you need those people in your corner that let you know, yeah. like, hey, bro, like, you a big deal. <laughs> like, remember that. For real. So. All right. Well, I definitely want to. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and doing it after work hours. And <laughs> like, no, not a problem. I was like, thank you again um, for one, setting this up, reaching out. Um, granted, it would have been dope if I would have been able to meet you at Holy Smoke, but hey, you know, it is what it is. It's all good. I'm just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you said you come to Atlanta a lot. So one of the events, yeah. I'm sure we'll run into each other in person and I will make it a point yeah. to be like, hey. That's what I said. <laughs> like, so it, I, it's not like I'm not going to end up in Atlanta again. Granted, that's the CHH hub right now. Yeah. So chances are I'll be back there again. Um, But for the most part, I do want to thank you for taking the time because one, the same way I put the time aside for a lot of prayers, it does take time to put aside for an interview. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, being able to put out the questions, the breakdowns, and then even your editing process that you're going to do. Like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for allowing yourself to be a vessel so that other people can be able to hear the stories of the artists within the community without, you know, with on the outskirts of our community. Yeah. Um, it takes a, a special person with a special heart because not everybody got the patience to do that. Oh. I don't got the patience to do that. Uh-uh. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I thought, that. Like, I don't got the patience to do that. But, I, you know, I will pray for some people. 
But I ain't got the patience to do all this. Definitely. And I appreciate people who make their appointments because that's one that makes it challenging. When those like who don't make the, <laughs> the interview Listen, really, that you, you never you hear. told me, I was like, ah, I was like, okay. It's like, let me figure out what day I can actually like put this together. No, I mean, if you third. put down a, if you schedule something, just show up or say that you can't. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to just leave it at that. There you go. <laughs> Like, honestly, I didn't even know if I was going to make it on time because I had to go to Walmart and put gas in my car before I even got home. Okay. So I'm like, yo, I was like, oh, my God. Like, if I'm not home by this time, like 640 at latest, I was like, I'm going to let her know. I'm going to be just a little late because it's right around the corner from my house. Communication. But I was, a lot of people don't know that. You feel me? Our generation, (laughs) we know that. Yes. This one right here. Just lock themselves up in a room. No one cares about me. Yeah. It's like, bro, just call somebody. Hey, bro, I'm feeling the type of way. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what you feel. You don't tell me. Yeah. I mean, unless the Lord put you on my heart, but that's a whole different subject. Yes. But um, again, thank you for making the time to talk to me, getting to know my testimony and just everything as as, as a whole. Honestly, this was great because it really did allow me to go even take a moment to reflect and I'll be honest that's something I don't do too much I get so caught up in the moment and what's going on and talking to you and you asking me the questions and and stuff like that like it really did make me see like dang like God has brought me through a lot and it seems like it wasn't nothing but I was like no bro it it was everything for real like I'm here because of this yeah so thank you again and for the most part, let me know when it's up so I can go ahead and share it. Um, for real, I will. And please do. Um... Hey, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for watching the show. However you consume us, thank you. Please subscribe to the show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking of the show. And if you want to go an extra mile, share the show, share this episode. And for all things testimony, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.